commence primary ignition. This is where the fun begins. What is up, all of you? Ugnots and Jawas out there, and welcome back to yet again another episode of Mando Talk. This is a special one. It's our once in a month get together with myself, your host, Caleb Keller, and DJ Foster at Rebel Scum Texan on Twitter. What's up, DJ? How's it going? Glad to have you back. I'm glad to be here. Nothing insane is going on, I'll I'll admit. Nothing crazy, mm-hmm. nothing like super spectacular. Okay. I'm just living my life, living my own little DJ Rebel Scum Texan life and and all that. I will say this. Today, right as of this day, my daughter is 9 months old. Hey, there you go. And so, apparently, yeah it is. And apparently on the internet, the interwebs, wherever, I think mostly on TikTok, uh okay. people are calling this like when when you call your baby's 9 months old, they yeah. call it in and out day. Because okay. you're out of the womb as long as you were in the womb. Hey, okay, that makes sense. That so makes people, sense. So people take their kids to In and Out Burger. Okay, did you do that? I'm doing that right after this. Well, yeah. there you go. We're, well, we're there gonna, you go. I it's one of those little eh, kind of yeah. You know, eh, but I, my wife wants to do it, and I'm not <laughs> mad about it. So I'm like, I like In and Out, and we got one right down the street, so it's perfect. There you go. Well, yeah. that sounds like a fantastic evening. We've got a fantastic evening for you planned if you're listening. During the evening, if you're listening in the morning, then hey, fantastic. You got a great morning coming in. Uh, we yeah. are currently, the this episode is available on all airwaves, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, help us get bigger on whatever platform you prefer to get your podcasts. I will say we have officially safely crossed the 300 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, we're now at the 315 mark, I believe, last I checked. So, again, help us get to the next goal of 400. And, hey, maybe we just skip that goal and go all the way straight to 500. That would be something special. But we're only going to get there by delivering great content, which we always plan to do, great Star Wars content. And we're also going to get there by your help. So spread the news, share a link, do all the great things to show us some love. But without further ado, I'm ready to get into it, DJ. We've got... Tales of the Jedi spoiler review and breakdown. That's what's on deck for this podcast episode. I know there's been some Star Wars news running amok lately as far as like the future of Star Wars films, things like that. I will say I did like a reaction YouTube short on our YouTube channel. And then DJ did a Razor Crest rundown where we kind of dove deep into that news. So we'll kind of just shelf that, I guess, on this podcast, because I really want to get to Tales of the Jedi. And I'll just make that plug of if you want to hear our takes on that news piece, go check out those two YouTube exclusives. So, so, so without further ado, Tales of the Jedi, spoiler review and breakdown, DJ delivered his personal takeaways and notes with this one. So DJ has the honors to lead us through tales of the Jedi. Take it away, DJ. It started a long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. That's actually true. Yeah, no, I wish that that is how this started with the, 
I, I don't know why every Star Wars story doesn't start with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, I, I guess so far it's just been Kenobi. Well, right? uh, well, well, and no, Tales of the Jedi didn't. And uh, well, Ken- Kenobi started with it, but also maybe Clone Wars season seven, potentially. Clone, Clone Wars, the final three big episodes. Yeah. The, covering Order 66. That did. Yeah. But okay. um, no Clone Wars episode ever started with. A long time ago because it had the you know the life lesson captions that kind of went sure. along with the story um so it's not like you know it's been a thing for a long time you know 2008 so it's not yeah. that big a deal but it's like i right, go ahead put it in there fans love it that's uh-huh. not i don't know that is that a hot take i don't know it might be let us know if that's a Maybe. hot take comment down <laughs> below or tweet at us you know do that those things but let's go into it uh you called this the spoiler review and breakdown and mm-hmm. uh yeah that's what i had a full-blown breakdown <laughs> um let's just I'm going to do this just a smidge different. I I know that there's a linear one through six episodes here. Okay. But let's focus on characters. Ooh, okay. Let's do this instead. So let's go character by character. Let's start with Ahsoka Tano. Okay. Her episodes are episode one, four, or no, excuse me, one, five, and six. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. I was very surprised by that decision because I went into it thinking, okay, Ahsoka is episode one. So one through three is going to be Ahsoka. Four through six is going to be Dooku. But I like the way they did it. I, I think I love the way they did it. Yeah. That, and that's what I was thinking, too, that it, yeah. they must have done it chronologically. Had to have. I, and the only thing that's thrown me there a little bit, and we'll get into this in a minute, when we get into um, uh, the second Ahsoka episode, I, I, there were some there's some timeline things that threw me off a little bit. Not mm. a big problem, but you okay. know, we'll get to that in a minute. But let's start yeah. with her. This is her origin story, plain and simple. Yeah. This is where she comes from. She's a Togruta. She comes from this very small tribe in this very Canadian-looking forest, very Alaskan-looking mm-hmm. forest. It's just, it's it's beautiful. It looks actually what I would imagine the forest on, on Ilum slash Starkiller Base look like when there's not snow, if that's even possible. Mm. And it just, it's beautiful. Just that, and the animation, oh my goodness. Let's just Fantastic. talk about that for one second incredible and bad batch delivered that last year but i mean it still looks incredible and the fact that they're capitalizing on it with the technology we have today is awesome yeah um but anyway let's go into this so ahsoka origin story blah 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 already said that now (laughs) she's born her dad's excited as as he should be caleb you're not too far away from me officially becoming a dad on baby watch we're just a couple of weeks away man remember when we were on baby max (laughs) remember when we were on baby watch for me during book of boba that was that was intense. <laughs> I watched um I watched man the Mandalorian episode of Book of Boba Fett in the hospital. That's mm. that's where I I watched that in the hospital. I was yeah. nervous as I'll get out. <laughs> that doesn't go away, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but going forward, uh, Ahsoka's dad's excited. It's all good. And after one year of being on Earth, her first birthday, her mom takes her on a hunting expedition that kind of encapsulates a tribal tradition and Mm -hmm. i as as somebody who has gone hunting and has grown up around hunters i appreciated that a lot i thought that was awesome beautiful but there upon on the hunt they they shoot what looks like a cross between a a white-tailed deer and a kangaroo Mm -hmm. and uh that's when the giant saber-toothed tiger comes out of nowhere um once the tiger shows up her mom has this awesome one-on-one match with the tiger and villagers can hear her her struggle and the roaring of the tiger and they come to her aid and essentially run off the tiger but the tiger 
is somehow wise enough to pick up Ahsoka and run off with her mm -hmm. uh, in her mouth, but like in that like mama cub kind of way where they get you from behind the neck, not like yeah. the, uh, I'm destroying you right now away. Um, so from there, Ahsoka actually goes back to the den of this tiger and uses the force basically to convince the tiger to take her back to her village. And that's how she survives. Yeah. And, it, and it's at that point, the matriarch of this village, this old Tagruta woman who I would love to know more about her. She's very interesting to me. Kind of Gantika. Like is that her name? I believe so. Yeah, she was fantastic. Okay. Loved that character so much. But was very, very uh, fascinated with her. Just, I don't know. I think about like Native American tribes and how the hierarchy of that works. That was very reminiscent of that to me. Mm -hmm. But she's that she's at the village. She's the wise person there in the village. And she basically says the only way that Ahsoka could have survived this was by her being a Jedi uh, yeah. or a child of the force as, as rebels puts it so mm -hmm. that's essentially ahsoka's first story first first episode caleb what are your thoughts overall on that i just thought overall that this was a very beautiful beautiful origin story uh i loved the fan family dynamic obviously with my personal life fix it life fixing to change drastically kind of connecting to that yeah. story <laughs> was pretty cool i loved the also the mom kind of teaching her like all of these core values that yes. she ends up just applying to her life. And you can just see it early on in this moment, like when they're walking through the forest for the first time and, and they're just, and her mom is just saying this dialogue to Ahsoka to just val basically value the life that surrounds you. And as they're making that their way through the forest. And, and like you mentioned earlier, it's just absolutely stunning when, when that occurs. And there was also one other moment that I absolutely loved too. And that was the the quote, you must face death, Ahsoka, do not fear it. And again, just wisdom coming from the mother, mm -hmm. passing on to her daughter, Soka. Absolutely loved it. Stunning. Kept up like I was worried when I saw the timing of it. But mm -hmm. man, it, the story that they told in these small little shorts, and that goes for all of these episodes. They use every second to tell just a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. Life and death was fantastic, in my opinion. I, I, you know, I'm the same way and hearing these life lessons that kind of got sprinkled in there. Mm -hmm. I don't know how a one-year-old understands all of that. I think that was more for the, for the viewer than obviously for Ahsoka, but it was, yeah. the, it was the perfect connection, I think, to see where her story was going. Fun little tidbit on that first episode before we go to the second uh, Ahsoka episode is that Janina Gavankar, who played mm. Aiden Versio in Battlefront 2, actually voiced Ahsoka's mother. So yeah. It's nice to see Star Wars using, uh, I'll borrow a phrase, all parts of the Buffalo. Where, mm -hmm. where, and uh, I guess a spoiler for Andor, which if you haven't, if you haven't watched Andor, I'm going to spoil the most recent episode <laughs> real quick. But also plug Caleb ran down. There you go. Uh, he's run down every episode of Andor, <laughs> nearly all of them on his own, except for episode five, the actual mm -hmm. kids, because me, you, and Zach did that one together. Yeah. But if you haven't listened to those, go check it out. Caleb's doing awesome on that, flying solo uh, while this Wookiee is out. But anyway. Episode um, eight breakdowns probably coming soon. I'm, this Tales of the Jedi is coming before, I think. Okay, coming before. Fair, so stay tuned enough. for the episode eight breakdown fair for Andor. Enough. And I was sitting here thinking you already did. I don't know why I thought that. Maybe <laughs> I've got my weeks mixed up because I still thought this was episode seven of Andor. I did too. I, I struggled with my the bad. labeling of Andor this week for some reason. Regardless of that, both this week we see different Star Wars actors uh, taking on different roles in other Star Wars projects this week. Mm -hmm. uh, Andy Serkis is back in Andor, and now we've got Janata Gavankar 
uh, here in Tales of the Jedi. And I'm not going to tell you what Andy Serkis plays because you should just go watch the episode. You but should, if you I haven't think, already. Yeah, and then listen to Kayla's breakdown. That is forthcoming. However, there you go. <laughs> um, I needed to throw that in there before we moved on because I loved that little tidbit. She had like, what, three lines of dialogue? or Not three, mm-hmm. it's probably like five or six. But I mean, still, it was awesome to see her um, yeah. there. I mean, place. other than Ahsoka's presence, uh, her mother, I believe her name was Nav T or something okay. like that. Yeah. Uh, something her mother like... leads the knock ill. No, 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 no. Knock ill is the father. Pav okay. T is the mother. Okay. Pav T is the mother. Regardless. Anyway, she was kind of carrying the episode. But I mean, yeah. obviously, Ahsoka is the main focus because we know who Ahsoka Tano is. But yeah, the, the mother was carrying this thing. So, yeah, it was a great role for her to come back and and have some fun in Star Wars. Yeah, and I love that in Clone Wars we get to see, or was it Rebels, where we know it was Clone Wars, where Plo Koon picks her up and takes her to the mm-hmm. temple, and then everything after that. It's just, I love the connection there. It's so, so much fun. Yeah. And if you haven't seen Clone Wars, but you've seen Tales of the Jedi, I, what are you doing? <laughs> but uh, Zach Horvath it, falls under that bubble. Oh, uh, it's true. Even <laughs> on Facebook, earlier in that Facebook group I run, someone said, do I need to watch Clone Wars and Rebels to see this show? And I said, yes for Ahsoka, but not for Dooku. Um. Dooku, you can fill in the gaps from one, two, or yeah, one, two, and three if you watch the Dooku ones. Yeah. But um, all right. Well, Soka, just awesome stuff there. Now let's go to episode five, titled "Practice Makes Perfect." Very okay. simple review from my end on this. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a reoccurring thing. Here's kind of how it starts. Ahsoka is put in a training uh, room there at the temple where she's being overseen by Yoda and uh, Plo Koon and Anakin. I think Mace Windu was there. Also, Depa Balaba and baby Caleb Doom were there too, which is awesome. That was a big takeaway of mine. Caleb Doom, yeah, baby. Yeah, I, lo- I loved that. <laughs> and, and what's interesting is that there are issues of canon coming out uh, because of this episode and Caleb mm. Doom's appearance. And there's a guy on Twitter... Uh, he works for Lucasfilm, and I actually retweeted him earlier. Um, but his name is, I think, Matt Martin, one of the Lucasfilm story group guys. No, I yeah. apologize. It, was, it wasn't Matt Martin. He was a part of what I was reading. But Kevin Scott specifically and Matt Martin both go and, and on their Twitters and, and explain the canon side of things. So if you're wondering where the canon things are, go go check them out on Twitter. They'll help you out. But as far as that goes, she's there in the room. She's doing her training with some remote droids, kind of like we saw Luke using in um, episode four. Although these kind of look like TIE fighters. I thought that was fun. Um, and she's just bl- basically blasting, and, and, and I'm not blasting. She's um, deflecting. deflecting. Bla- yes, thank you. The blaster bolts there and then anakin's like this is a stupid drill i'm gonna come up with one better so he gets the clones and he prematurely executes order 66 but (laughs) (laughs) but with um with stun guns you know with with stun it was set to stun and and she learned the hard way how to basically train against you know a, a live human being or i guess not always a human being but you know yeah a real person instead of a droid and she she gets stunned over and over and over again. And I love at one point Rex, he says something like, oh, it only took a, it took us five minutes to actually get you this time instead mm-hmm. of like 20 seconds, you know. So she got better as the clone war went on. And I love this because it's backstory to what's taking place in Clone Wars. We may never see this in Clone Wars, but we know it's happening, you know, mm-hmm. now. I love that Anakin was still training because I've always wondered, when do they have time for training? You know, mm-hmm. the war can't be all the training. Yeah, <laughs> and here it is. It, it in a way it is for Ahsoka, you know, even at this point still. But it's great to see that. 
And then that leads us to the final moment really of this episode is Rex yeah. and Soka walking down a corridor of a uh, star destroyer, a clone Venator class, you know, ship. And yeah, it's, it's walking her into Jesse in the five Oh first from clone war season seven. And they're kind mm-hmm. of like playing the game where she's detained or she's been made prisoner and they have yeah. a quick moment of dialogue and then it goes into clone wars. It's mm-hmm. just great. I love that. So that was fantastic. Go ahead. Just share whatever else you have on it. I have to admit, as soon as episode five finished, I hopped over to the Clone Wars finale to see where that scene would fall into play in that episode. I didn't even go to episode six of Tales of the Jedi next. I was like, okay, I remember Rex walking Ahsoka out there at gunpoint, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they actually showed them talking about it before they walked through and they didn't like they were up at up at the top like viewing down on them ahsoka comes yes. up with a plan and then next thing you know rex is walking ahsoka out there so yeah. this scene that we get in tales of the jedi is their dialogue they're talking about <laughs> before they walked out which was absolutely fantastic so that was definitely one of my big takeaways going back though i for me personally i have to admit until anakin came to the center of the floor and ahsoka mm-hmm. called her master I thought that this was a potential test of the council allowing her to join the Jedi way. And this was going to be Ahsoka's introduction to Anakin. And so when it was revealed that, no, they had already known each other, I was kind of bummed because I was like, wait, we still haven't seen their meeting necessarily, have we? Well, the Clone Wars movie is where they meet for the first time. Okay, then I just my, need to go back and watch. It's been a long time yeah, since I watched that. My one. understanding of what the scene looked like initially was that Ahsoka was training in front of potential masters, and Anakin was just going to be there because that's why fair. not, you know? Yeah. Um, because in Clone Wars movie, he's so reluctant to take her on as a Padawan. It's mm-hmm. like it's like thirty five minutes into the movie before he's like, "Okay, I'll I'll be your master." Um, and I thought that was the same. And I thought that was indicative of Obi-Wan's hairstyle. Yeah. Which is where my, my issues of Canon come into play. Mm. So somewhere between the, the first year of the war and the second year of the war, Obi-Wan grew his hair out to a mullet one more time and then had to cut it off. Cause it's the mm. only thing that makes sense canonically, mm. you know, if he's, if she's already with Anakin as a Padawan, they've already met on Christophsis, which was the Clone Wars movie and mm-hmm. two two episodes that take place canonically before it and um you know they already know one another and obi-wan's got a short haircut so it's like mm-hmm. what's going on here what are you doing all i, I can see what you mean he got a haircut later is my point yeah you know and so yeah that i had was, to that was my issue of canon okay you know? podcast listeners he's using the uh, air quotes <laughs> yes air quotes big time i you know it's not a big deal though so whatever fair enough know? Well, those were my two big takeaways where I, I was kind of in that internal debate like, oh, are they is this like mm-hmm. Anakin becoming her master? Is this their meetup? Obviously, it wasn't. They had already known. And then obviously the big takeaway of the direct connection to the Clone Wars finale. Fantastic. Great stuff. My other problem, though, is I felt like that direct connection to the Clone Wars finale was more or less a deleted scene. They just dropped in there. Mm. I kind of I didn't feel that way. I didn't I, feel that way. I mean, but I, I, I can't. I can see I where you're coming the, from. I might be in the minority there. If I got to change my light to red, let me know. I'll do so. <laughs> but, you know, for our, our video listeners, for a long time, it's always been this running joke of if one of us decides to go dark side with a yeah. point, we 
put the red light on. We haven't done that in a long time now. No, we haven't. We um, haven't. <laughs> I'll do it in a minute. I'll do it when we talk about Dooku. How about that? <laughs> hey, there you go. Um, all right. So that brings us right up to episode six, um, which was the one that had me in the uh, Revenge of the Sith Clone War finale feels. Mm. I mean, it okay. just it put me right in the feels. I mean, listen, I I grew up just absolutely adoring the prequels. If you've a longtime listener, Mando talk, you know that, and we love the prequels here, both of us, me and Caleb. Heck, I sent you oh, a yeah. Jar Jar Binks uh, action figure that I found. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, Caleb's going to love this. And Still right here on the desk, baby. There you go. Mine's mine's kind of stored away right now. There it is. It's blurry, but, but it's there. Yeah, the blur effect. Oh, 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 oh. Man, the podcast listeners are like, what the heck? Get on with the, with the is, bullet points because we can't go, see any of this. Just fast forward to this part in the video and you'll be fine. I it still can't get it want, anyway. It's it not what it's Jar Jar's like, no shot. I'm not coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Which, did you see that what Ahmad Best said? Uh, on Twitter. Yeah, apparently there's a yeah. He's, yeah. he's got his one man show coming to tell his story of what happened. I can't come on. I'm, ex- bring I'm it. excited about it. I hope I'll it, take it. I hope it's live and he travels. He won't, but I hope he does. But now let's get into episode six resolve. It starts off at Padme Amidala's funeral. Bail Organa and Mon Mothma are present, which was not shown in Revenge of the Sith. So mm. extra details. I love that. Um, also at that funeral, Jar Jar Binks and uh Boss Nass. So let's never forget them. But um, coming back to this, you know, Bale notices Ahsoka there and, you know, he, he's kind of like, you shouldn't have risked this. You shouldn't have risked coming here for this. And, and she's like, she's my friend, you know, and I was really hoping she would say that she was her sister because mm. she had made the comparison previously that Anakin was like her brother. And yeah. so um, I wanted to see that happen, not the end of the world that it didn't, but it would have been nice. Um, but anyway, she's there. He basically goes and tries to essentially say, look, if you need anything, reach out. And he gives her this like device, a communication device, a homing beacon, whatever, to try to contact him if she ever needs something in the event that she needs his help. And really, she calls on him not for herself, but for others, which is very Jedi of her, um, I, I think, personally. Mm-hmm. And then she goes on and she starts working as a... Um, a far a farmer basically she's harvesting hay or weed or hay. i call them hay bales that's what me I don't too know. i don't know yeah. if anybody if you're not from texas or tennessee maybe you call it something different i don't know i doubt it i've never heard anybody else call it that but regardless they're hauling hay and <laughs> that'll be the most texas thing i say all day um and what happens is there's this kid who stacks the hay bales too high and it falls over come on uh, kid and it nearly kills his sister, but Ahsoka, being the Jedi she is, uses the Force. And uh, why you got to stack the hay bale so high? What the I heck, man? I don't know. <laughs> and it's it's such an odd like I don't. It, there's nothing. Come on, dude. It, it just come clearly on. they've done this before. Have you not learned? You yeah. are way way too old to be stacking the hay bales that high. <laughs> Absolutely, that's like level one hay bale stacking. Like absolutely, you know, every country kid who's also a Star Wars fan is like stupid, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like uh, you, idiot. Come on, but, and he's he doesn't even seem like he's upset about it either. That's the worst part. Yeah, he's just like oh, whatever. I'm like you almost killed your sister, you little jerk. But whatever. Anyway, <laughs> enough about him. He's he's the villain, really, of this episode, actually. He we'll is, co- really. We'll yeah. come back to him in just a second. But, you know, he comes over and he helps his sister up. And I guess their dad, an older an older guy, comes over and kind of helps him up. I'm assuming it's the dad. 
Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so now what happens thereafter is this girl realizes that Ahsoka saved her with the force. And she's like, oh, well, you're clearly a Jedi. And mm -hmm. and the weird thing I've always loved about Star Wars is that even if you're not a master, everybody outside of the order refers to you as Master Jedi. And I, mm -hmm. I love that running theme. And so this girl cool, refers yeah. to her as Master Jedi, which Ahsoka is a Master Jedi. That's all. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. But uh, even, <laughs> even at this point, she almost killed Darth Maul. She's a master. It's fine. That's what absolutely. That's how Obi Wan made it. So there's that. <laughs> um, so they they have this conversation, and she tries to deny the fact that she's a Jedi, and the girl kind of keeps like pushing it. Well, the next day, they her and the girl take the hay to market, try to sell it. On the way out, the brother uses the phrase "May the Force be with you" because he overheard them talking the night again before. let me just say this guy's a tool <laughs> a jerk, yeah. and, and it's the thing it's 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 the same thing that we saw with frick in obi-wan is he's like oh we need a little bit of order around here and this kid's like oh you're rewarded if you if you support the empire and we'll come back yeah. to that in a moment but anyway the boy believes that he will be rewarded as i just said by outing ahsoka so they go to market they return and the village has been burned several residents are dead also some droids and there is an inquisitor voiced by Clancy Brown, AKA Mr. Krabs. And cool. He, cool. Yeah. Did you know that? Mm -mm. He's also the Davaronian in episode seven of season one of Mandalorian. I think, okay. I think we've talked about that, but yeah. Yeah. He's also writer from the final season of Rebels as well. The, okay, uh, cool. the guy with the white beard. And he's somebody yeah. else. Oh, he's Savage Press. So there's that. Uh, he's, he's been, he's been around a while. Anyway, um, I know way too much about Star Wars. <laughs> it's so, it's That's true. why we've got a podcast, man. It's acceptable it's here. True. It's true. <laughs> so thank, thank you for listening. Subscribe, like, review, all that fun stuff. Rate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Rate. Not review. Rate. Okay. Um, do it so all. Do everything. Just, you know what? <laughs> Click it. <laughs> Click it or ticket. All right. Um, that doesn't apply here. Oh, well. Um, so they return from the market. Village is burned. There's an inquisitor, and the boy's like, "See, I told you they'd return. I told you." And he's like, "That's right." And you will be rewarded. He goes to do the saber whoom, slashy through his neck and try to kill him. And Ahsoka uses the force to uh, prevent that from happening. Um, which sidebar, really quick, it shows the importance of your connection to the force as a Jedi over your ability to use a lightsaber. And mm. It's kind of a nice little parallel to Attack of the Clones with uh, Dooku and Yoda, I think. But still, mm. it's just a really cool moment there. Um, so she essentially fights him, but doesn't really fight. She kind of, I don't know, she just like ducks and weaves. She goes, you know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee on the Inquisitor. And yeah. essentially takes his lightsaber from him, uses it to cut him down, and he's dead. And uh, that's it. That's, that's what happens to the Inquisitor. Next thing you know, she calls up Bail Organa puts people on the ship they fly off uh pretty quick you know and when it's all said and done you know I, I probably went into more details on this than i did any other episode review for this um but anyway great episode i mean it's great to see that ahsoka goes from here to whatever else i imagine that mm -hmm. if a tales of the jedi season two happens which lucasfilm if you're listening please do that for literally everybody um it's the greatest story that's been on tv in a while tells the jedi um and that's what happens that's how the season ends until soka's story ends for now uh yeah. caleb your thoughts on that yeah i thought episode six resolve was fantastic as well i do have to say we've already touched on the brother being the ultimate villain of this episode for sure uh the the fight the battle with the inquisitor 
Yes. Totally made me think of Obi-Wan and Darth Maul and Rebels. Like it yeah. was so quick. And I have to admit, though, this time I, I really wish I had spent more time with it. Like I was looking forward to seeing Ahsoka and this Inquisitor mm -hmm. like duke it out yeah. a little bit more. But it makes sense. I mean, I don't think she's carrying her sabers at the moment. That might be like a novel answer to this Ahsoka novel that that we're going to get to eventually. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's why. One of the things that stood out to me toward the end, though, is as far as like bail and, and the communication device and all that stuff is I'm assuming Fulcrum is coming soon. Yeah, yeah uh, I would say so. Really cool connection. Love that. Love the connections to to Rebels and, and all the things that we know about Ahsoka. Great episode. But yeah, what do, what do you know regarding like this episode and maybe just the entire arc of Ahsoka connecting to that Ahsoka novel that admittedly does have Twitter talking a lot the past couple of days? It does. I, and everything in this episode, from what I, I read the novel, this is pre-pandemic, so it's been a while since I read it. Actually, I think I read it at the beginning of the pandemic, so in early 2019, I read it. Um, I was at home. I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> My brother had the book. He loves Ahsoka. Y'all have met him. His name's Gavin. He's awesome. Um, shout out, Gavin. He works at Chick-fil-A now. Gavin. There's that. So hey, I'm about to get me some God's chicken fries. It is God's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Lord's. It's pre-blessed. <laughs> but anyway, um, he, he he shared the book with me. I read it in like a week. And um, so I don't remember everything in it. But I do know that it just not nothing really here lines up exactly with what happened in that book from my memory. Mm. Um, it's similar. I mean, the, the, the similarities are striking. I'll give you that. Um she does find refuge on a farm planet. The difference is that the empire is more of a, a, a threat in the novel than in this episode. Like, yeah, the empire is a threat, but they're like, they're like really present in the novel. And mm. that's the difference here is that they're not like super present here. Yeah. Um, that's a big part of it. Also characters actually had names in the book. Duh, because it's a book. Here, like the brother and the sister, they're literally named village brother and village sister. Like, <laughs> yeah, name them Jill and Jack at least. But you know, mm -hmm. they just village brother, village sister. Okay, I, that may be kind of a little like they just didn't feel like it deal, and that's fine. That's not necessary for the story. Um, but anyway, I, I don't. This isn't to me a disruption of canon, and especially in the Ahsoka novel. We see where she gets her white lightsabers from in the mm. novel and if you haven't okay. read if you haven't read the novel i'll spoil it real quick just for the sake of you know speeding up the timeline here um she does fight an inquisitor she does kill the inquisitor and a, a new you know post disney canon says that in order to make a lightsaber blade red you have to bleed the crystal well there is a way to purify the crystal you bleed it the other way basically and doesn't mm. matter what happens the crystal becomes white at that mm. point so the white blades are a result of uh, redeeming the crystal of an Inquisitor's blade. So, okay. um, and she she uses that as her two blades. And so her two blades actually used to be the spinny helicopter blade that we see in, in Rebels. So, um, okay. That's, so that's, that's this Inquisitor then? No, it's not. It's it's, it's not this Inquisitor. No, it's not. Because okay. She, she okay. didn't take the lightsabers with her here. Well, we is it possible that she picked it up? I, I mean, it's possible, but I mean, okay. if, you're, if you're a Jedi on the run, I mean, Obi-Wan buried his in the desert, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't blame Ahsoka for not, if she doesn't okay. take them, whatever, you know, that may be sure. just my personal take on it. That's fine. I, I'm going to see it that way until otherwise yeah. stated, well, you know? And I mean, I value your opinion on that because I haven't read the Ahsoka novel, but I, I guess from what I 
from from me just seeing Tales of the Jedi only, I could definitely see her picking that up and and taking it with her. It would also yeah. maybe potentially be bad for her to leave it behind without hiding it. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And this could be, create a new uh, discussion on canon because, you know, when they went a quick little sidebar again, that when they built the Disney Park Galaxy's Edge, they made that canon and it takes place supposed to take place between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. But yeah. now they've got Mando, Boba Fett, and mm-hmm. Fennec Shand walking around. So they're backing off of that, and that's the right decision, in my opinion. <laughs> I think that is, but that therein creates an issue in storytelling. Are these mm-hmm. novels not canon anymore? And what's canon? You know, what's what's the actual timeline here? And yeah, and for me, you know, who 2015, they're like, boom, this is it from now on. Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome what are we doing? You know, I, I, I'm not mad. I just don't understand. Yeah. You well, know? just to po- just because this is fresh on my mind. Uh, I know you don't watch or in- engage with game of Thrones, house of the dragon or anything like that, right. but I feel like this could connect to this conversation. House of the dragon is based off of a novel that George RR R. Martin wrote. That novel though is viewed as like history through the eyes of someone not necessarily absolute fact so game of thrones is handling it as the novels are someone is is someone's perspective of their history but then once it's shown on screen that's the absolute truth of actually what happened so what's written on paper is like an interpretation of the history in westeros but then once you see it on screen that's the real Okay. story of that interpretation so i could see not saying that that's what star wars needs to do or should do i could just see them like viewing it that way moving forward possibly possibly yeah. i don't see I, any that's not really a problem i think that the hardcore canon fanboys and fangirls out there oh yeah will throw a hissy fit and absolutely understandably and at 100 you're dedicating all those hours yeah. reading and 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 dissecting all of that information 1000 yeah. percent and, I would and that, I would understand that. Yeah, and I, I don't have an issue, you know, if that's if you get upset over that at all. Um, mm-hmm. For me right now, I'm just going with what I feel like is what actually is being happening here. And if if that's the case, that means Ahsoka has killed um, two Inquisitors. I think I don't cool. think she killed any in in Rebels. Um, they didn't do a lot of killing in Rebels, if we're being real honest. Yeah. Either Rebels way, is still great. It's that taste thing. Um, <laughs> it's my Nacho Libre connection. Caleb, there you fun go. fact, Caleb does not like Nacho Libre. I don't. I do not. Loser. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's now let's focus on honestly my favorite part. Oh, 100%. Uh, I, I do think that the Dooku on. arc was the strongest of the two. Ahsoka was great, but yeah. Dooku, Dooku was phenomenal. Oh, it was. <laughs> I actually, because this, okay, here's the thing with Ahsoka, and I think this goes without saying, we know where Ahsoka's going and where she ends Mm -hmm. up, okay? The difference here with Dooku is that we don't know a lot about his story outside of that one audio drama novel, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost, Mm -hmm. which I've listened to one time. Um, I did admittedly fall asleep during some of it, but that's on me. I was working a morning shift, going to sleep early, and I decided I can listen to this while I fall asleep and not miss a beat. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So, and then the uh, free version of that expired on Amazon, and now I don't have it anymore. I did, however, buy the actual hard copy. I'm going to go through it eventually. I definitely have to now, but um, 
Let's go with Dooku, okay? We start off him as Master Dooku, beardless, looks like young Christopher Lee in animation. Love mm-hmm. it. He's with his Padawan, Qui-Gon Jinn, beardless, looking great. Uh, voiced by, I believe, the son of Liam Neeson. That is I'm, correct. If I'm not, okay, yeah. I don't know his name. Me either, but, but I know that that's a fact. There you go, okay. And he looks awesome, and there's some good stuff. It's nice to see Qui-Gon Jinn's lightsaber in animation. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he's there. They fly to a world in which the senator's son of this world is being held captive by the people who live there. They investigate the town and find that all citizens of this particular village partook in the kidnapping of the senator's son. Also, every time I say senator's son, I think of Creedence Clearwater Revival. Um, it ain't me. I ain't no <laughs> senator's son. Like every time. There you so go. even writing the notes, I was like, uh, okay, I got to listen to the song for the day's over. Whatever. So. <laughs> They kidnap the kid. They go, um, they actually, the villagers take Qui-Gon and Dooku to where this boy is being held in what's basically a barn where they're, they do know how to stack hay bales, by the way, and what little hay they actually have access to. Um, and they, the boy's there. He's fine. They, he's been taken well care of by the captors. And at pretty much that exact same moment, the senator um, arrives with armed guards to take his son back. And the reason he knows that his son's being held there is because another villager tipped him off and they basically traded that information for was it food or money i couldn't food. really it was food okay yeah so you know that that just shows you the corruption right there in this senator mm-hmm. um right there so there is a skirmish that then takes place between the guards and dooku now they tried to talk it out it didn't really work um that was evident in the trailer too and they have a nice little shootout. Villagers are being shot down. A few of the guards are shot down. Um, there's some wounded. There's one guy who definitely dies. Uh, mm. He falls out of a like the top side of the barn, and he doesn't make it. And, um, you know, they're all scared as the fight kind of continues. Well, everything kind of ceases. The senator starts talking, and that's when Dooku's like, I've had enough. Force choke. And Force choke, yep. Qui-Gon is just like, what is going on? And he's like, Master, stop. He force pushes Qui-Gon into the stratosphere. Not really, just backwards. <laughs> and next thing you know, he's like going up hard. He's like, your corruption ends right now. And I honestly think that, and by the way, he lets go of him. Corruption think, like yours must be eradicated. Something like is. that. <laughs> Most Dooku sounding thing you've ever heard. And, um, you know, Qui-Gon's able to talk him down, you know, and he lets go of them. And then it pretty much, you know, the senator goes back with the son. Senator says to the people, I will not allow this to continue. And I'm like, okay, you're more knowledgeable than your own dad. You've got a future here. And I, mm-hmm. I loved that. I was like, okay, you're going to end the corruption. I, I want to see mm-hmm. more. It's weird. I don't, li- I don't usually dive into those t- kind Man. of stories in Star Wars, but I loved it. I was like, yeah. this kid's like, no, get, not happening anymore. Mm-hmm. They ride off into the, the sunset, as it were. And yeah. that's where this episode ends. Caleb, your thoughts. Okay, well, I got a different interpretation of the ending, so this will be a good oh, discussion. do you? When when Dooku, so at the end, Dooku tells Qui-Gon that his actions saved many lives. Qui-Gon's a much wiser man than he is, all this great stuff. It's fantastic. But Dooku, great red, by the way. We're on Dooku, so now DJ's got the red going on. Dooku, go. when he says something, he's like wondering if any meaningful change will come of these events. Ooh. He says a quote like that. Right. I yeah. I interpreted this as eventually this son who's all, woo, I'm going to do everything for my people. He's going to get corrupt like his dad. I mean, 
that that's what happens with that. That's why all of this falls apart. That's why Dooku ends up turning to the dark side because he sees all the flaws behind the Republic and all this stuff like that. So I did not see the situation for this. Maybe I'm just like being negative, super negative, but I didn't <laughs> see the uh, situation for these citizens getting any better because I mean, I, I felt that it was going to until Dooku was like, I wonder if anything meaningful is actually going to come of all the events that happened today, which made me think, OK, probably not. Probably not with with how we know things go down. I mean, because obviously, the, eventually the Empire's coming to town years away, Pro- but probably, yeah, eventually they're coming to town if there's even a town left at that point. So I don't see many great, great moments for for the citizens left over here. But yes, it was fantastic to see Qui-Gon Jinn, young Qui-Gon Jinn, seeing the connection of him and his master, Dooku, uh, connect here. That was fantastic. I love this. It was a good setup. It was a good setup to understand Dooku's character. And yes. it it played, once we saw all three of his episodes, the arc, it played well in setting up why he makes the ultimate decision to yeah. turn to the dark it's side. Like, it's like seeds of the dark side being planted. It's kind of how I looked at it. I, I loved watching that. And I also need to say that Jedi Dooku's look and fit, like his, his garbs, his robe, yeah. however you want to look at it. I love the way it looks. Yeah, it's, it's different than uh, we've seen him wear before. Usually, it's like he's got this big one smock thing. Yeah. I love seeing him in traditional robes, and I'm just like, okay, I can't wait to see Dooku Jedi Dooku cosplayers get a hold of that. Mm, I think that'll be, be great. Of, I think it'll be a lot of fun to see. Okay, all right, now let's move into the next part of his story. Fast forward a little bit into the future. Uh, Qui Gon is no longer his Padawan. Uh, he he's he is lone wolf in it as a Jedi master, except he does have Mace Windu along for the ride with him on this one. They do go to a familiar planet that we've seen in Bad Batch known as Raxus to investigate mm. the death of a Jedi. Uh, did you catch that or no? I didn't catch Raxus. I think it was mentioned Raxus. Was it not? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Raxus Secundus. Is that the is same not- thing? I assumed it was. Okay, it might be. It might be like in the same, you know, sector or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking of sector because the ISB, you know, Andor's got me all going with with Mm -hmm. sections of the galaxy. (laughs) Fair fair enough. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Well, if it's not Raxus, it's some other planet, but that doesn't matter. Okay. It's Raxus something. Raxus something. Raxus something. All right. Yeah, it's in the Raxus sector. That's canon from Mando talk. There you go. (laughs) We had a good canon discussion today. I like it. <laughs> so they arrive there to, like I said, pick up um, the body of a deceased Jedi master. But mm. Dooku kind of is like, okay, let's investigate this. And Mace Windu's like, that was not what we were ordered to do, which Gosh. is great to see how he's living by this code so strictly. Yeah. And how it pertains to Attack of the Clones. I mean, the whole prequel trilogy and all of Clone. Just now, it's like you watch this and like, oh, you were always a jerk. Like, yep. you were kind of always. My, That's my, my takeaway. <laughs> my opinion of Mace Windu has been soiled to a certain degree. They're like tripling down on it in animation yeah. too. Like, if yeah. you just watch the prequels, you're like, okay, Mace Windu's cool. Maybe he's a little bit of a jerk, but he's yeah. ultimately cool. Yeah. You watch animation, 
that guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a jerk, man. He hates Anakin. He he doesn't. He's a he's a he's a Boy Scout. That's what he is. He's a Boy Scout. All right. Hey, if you're a Boy uh, Scout, we appreciate you listening. We love you. I mean, I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate your skills. All right, but don't you know? I mean, I'm using the the uh, the term as if like Tony Stark was saying it to Captain America. Okay, like, I got quit, you. I got quit you. being a boy. You know, like that. Like, quit, quit, come loosen up. You know, be Samuel L. Jackson. Don't be Mace Windu. It's kind of where I'm at here. Anyway. You know, that's that's what I'm yelling a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so here we are. They're they're doing their thing and they go to investigate and they hook up with a senator. He takes them to the location where the Jedi was killed through some quick little sleuthing and detective work. Mace Windu and Dooku also realize that there's no way this Jedi could have been gunned down in the way that they have been. It's been described to them. Um, and they're like, okay, it had to be somebody. And that's when the senator's like, they put me up to it. They're the ones that killed her. And then he gets capped right in the back. So he's dead. So now the whole situation is turned and they now have to go into aggressive negotiations. And that is when we discover that these guards who were with the senator are actually a part of a kind of an extremist, a political extremist group who are trying to change the nature of the political structure there on this Raxus planet. And um, they're kind of going about it the wrong way, obviously, but it further plants seeds of doubt um, in Dooku, which is kind of the point of the story. Well, they fight the guards and, um, you know, they leave behind basically one who explains what's going on. At -hmm. that point, Dooku and Mace return to Coruscant with the body of the Jedi to the Jedi temple. There's a funeral at that point and after that funeral uh which features a lot of fun characters that you should know from the prequels uh Kieta Mundi I think Plo Koon's in the background a couple mm-hmm. of new people's kind of sprinkled there and then randoms Yoda and then there. the um the uh the dead Jedi that we saw in Kenobi I still don't remember his name oh um in Terrace, the tube Terrace Sanube there you go yeah well, she was in one of the Ahsoka episodes too we just didn't was- mention Okay. Yeah, he was the guy in the training room who. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Good call. We good just call. didn't mention that, but I don't know yeah. why I remember his name. That's such a weird name, and, and I feel like I shouldn't remember it. But someone's got to do it. <laughs> yeah, might as well be me, everybody. I'll take the L for you. Um, but anyway, they go back. They have the funeral. Now Dooku finds out that Windu is taking the seat of the Jedi who they went to investigate the death of that individual seat on the council. And so Dooku is understandably upset about this. I I view it as he feels he's been passed over for that position on the council and, you know, how or why he was passed over, I think is kind of up for debate, but you know, that's what takes place. He's understandably mad. That's where it ends. Caleb, what are your thoughts on the episode as a whole? Well, the episode as a whole was great as far as, again, so the previous episode was diving into Dooku and Qui-Gon's relationship. This one really showed the massive difference in Dooku Mm -hmm. and Mace Windu. And yeah, the biggest of takeaways from that episode, well, obviously the lightsaber stuff was fantastic. Like Dooku was really like getting into it with this one. It's always great to see the purple lightsaber of Mace Windu ignited. But really the big takeaway is, of course, those last moments where Mace is going to be presented with Master Catrice. I think that was the Jedi name, Master Catrice Council seat. Sounds right. And I even took the time to personally jot down Dooku, or not Dooku, Mace's direct response whenever 
Dooku asked if this was planned before the mission. For some reason, I just felt like I needed to type this quote down. So I'll just go ahead and read it since I took the time to do that. He said, I was as surprised as you are now. Dooku, you and I both were together when the mission was assigned. I stuck to the mission. You decided to interfere in a way that led to a senator's death. I will speak to the council on your behalf. So this connects back to something we were talking about for me personally, that Mace Windu ultimately He's a jerk. He's a jerk. And he lead he the things he says lead to so many issues for Dooku mm. falling to the dark side, for Anakin falling to the dark side. Ultimately, all of this is on Mace Windu's shoulders. I don't think so, not really, but partially. Partially. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, an oversight from the council. They go with the man who is deemed a political idealist in Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. to Mace Windu, the Boy Scout, as we said a minute ago, and yeah. it, it it messes up the the. I mean, well, the Force works in weird ways, as we know, and that's just how Star Wars is. I there's always that weird X factor, you know, in the back of your mind. It's like, okay, this is the Force working things out, yeah, and and that that's what's taking place here. So, you know, it it sucks that it's like that, but it's like, oh, you see, it's right there. How could you be so, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it's just not taking place. Now, something I wanted to mention that I totally forgot to mention from the previous episode that focused on Qui-Gon. Yeah. Homie ain't no snitch. Mace Windu is though. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what I mean by that though. And I just kind of referenced it a little bit. Qui-Gon doesn't, snitch on dooku and what he he almost tried to kill somebody with his bare hands through the force okay mm-hmm. but then we get to attack of the clones and they're having this conversation with uh, amidala in the in uh, the chancellor's office and he's like count dooku couldn't assassinate anybody it's not in his character and i'm like qui-gon said i ain't talking about nothing <laughs> and so they went 15 20 years or more Probably more because Qui-Gon's young and he's like 60 in Phantom Menace. So like, yeah, we're talking a long time. Qui-Gon was like, I'm just going to forget I saw anything. Yeah. It just keeps it tight. And, and I think that that still plays into this episode mm-hmm. um, where, you know, you know, Mace Windu, he didn't see, um, you know, I think Dooku was wise enough to not commit a crime in front of another master. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, my Padawan, whatever. He ain't gonna say nothing. I'm the one training him, you know. And Qui-Gon's like, that's right. I tight lip, done, you know. Uh-huh. So I, I love that that there's this neat little connection there to Attack of the Clones in one way or another. Um, but anyway, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt too much there. No, perfectly fine. I overall great episode. It is the perfect middle chapter again of this three episode arc mm-hmm. for Dooku and seeing his eventual fall to the dark side for sure speaking of that fall to the dark side we get to see exactly more or less how that takes place yeah. in the fourth episode and final episode of this arc titled best episode it is the best Sith, episode the sith lord it is <laughs> sorry I, I kept cutting you off there I, just I to say it's, i'm gonna say it again the best episode <laughs> it is and it, you should cut me off and say so that that way people know but it is because of so many reasons now you could look at this title two ways. Is the Sith Lord in referencing Palpatine or is it referencing mm-hmm. Dooku? I choose yeah. to believe it's referencing Dooku. 100%. Um, That's what but, I believe as well. But I could see yeah. easy, easily both interpretations for sure. Absolutely. So let's get ooh, into ooh, it. Ooh, ooh. Oh, go ahead. Could go it ahead. reference Darth Maul? I can see they that. use that phrase, the Sith yeah. Lord and Tatooine. You know, you never know. It's Just like a layer. It's a passing of the torch type thing. I love yeah. this though. Like, and w- w- here's our first point. 
Dooku has this passcode that belonged to Sifo DS. Mm-hmm. He goes into the Jedi archives and erases the whereabouts of Kamino. Yep. This is cool because at this moment, Darth Maul is out there doing Darth Maul stuff. There's no Darth Tyrannus. He's just an agent of Sidious. He's not a Sith Lord. Yeah. But it's going that way. Mm-hmm. It's it's not much different than Asajj Ventress and Dooku's relationship all throughout the Clone Wars. It's really not. Yeah, so here at this point, he's not the Sith Lord. And he's just an agent, you know, at this point. He's this undercover guy. So I, I thought that was beautifully uh, performed. And that's a weird way to say that because it's all animation. But mm-hmm. I think everybody knows what I mean. So they go from this moment. We find that we are now embedded within the story of the Phantom Menace. And it's revealed that Qui-Gon Jinn believes to have encountered a Sith Lord on Tatooine, Darth Maul, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's great to see Madame Jocasta New. I, lo- I yeah. love Jocasta New. It's just cool to see her. Um, uh-huh. And go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I've always speculated that she was aware of Dooku going in there and, and messing with the stuff that this episode of Tales of the Jedi makes that clear that that's not the case. Yeah, that was always I mean, just a fun theory of mine that somehow she knew somehow she knew something went down. <laughs> she 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 didn't have a clue or she yeah. ain't no snitch. But, but <laughs> I don't think she I don't think she knew. I, I don't um, think so either. What I love about this episode so much is how interconnected it is to Phantom Menace, because while Dooku's walking around the Jedi Temple, keep in mind, baby Anakin, Jake Lloyd is up in the council chambers or hanging out with Padme, you know, elsewhere yeah. on the planet. And then we of course, we run into Qui-Gon almost immediately. Uh, Dooku and Yaddle, of all people, mm-hmm. you know, have this conversation with Qui-Gon. And Qui-Gon should know that there's something off about his master, but got, has no in, no recollection of what's going on at all. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, let's consider Qui-Gon's thoughts. He's thinking about Anakin. He might be the chosen one. He's thinking about the prophecy, all these different stuff. Where Dooku's over here like, well, I've got my own thing going on. And Loved that there was this connection where he says, hey, I hope one day I can meet Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Great connection to Attack of the Clones. Love that. Yeah. Um, but they have this conversation. That's when Yaddle actually realizes something's off about Dooku. So she actually follows Dooku as he departs from the temple, goes to the secret location where Dooku and Sidious meet up in Attack of the Clones. It's also featured a couple times in uh, the Clone Wars, which is great. Um and and that's where they she overhears Dooku and Sidious, uh, you know, talking. And I don't use Palpatine here because nobody knows it's Palpatine. Mm. And on top of that, everybody is departing for Naboo at this point. Yep. And so keep in mind who's at the funeral, Palpatine. Mm-hmm. So mm. it makes sense that. This happens before the funeral, but it's still during the time of Phantom Menace. Yeah. So he obviously does what he does with Dooku. Dooku stays behind, which I know why they had he had to stay behind. He wasn't in the movie, so he can't be there. But yeah. But for the sake of the story, I also get why he's not going. He's like, I can't handle it. But it just mm-hmm. shows that the dark side takes away the things you love most, and for him, that's that's Qui Gon. Also mm-hmm. in Dooku Jedi Lost, Dooku kills his sister, but that's something else to worry about another day. Huh. Yeah, it's it's dark stuff. Dark stuff, man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Dooku has a sister, by the way. Uh, so there's there's that. Now from that point, Yaddle's like, hey, you don't have Yaddle interferes. She is in the presence of the entire Sith Order at this point. 
Mm-hmm. The first Jedi to be in the presence of all of the Sith at once in a, probably a millennium, you know, a mm-hmm. full 1000 years. And she's like, let's, fi- let's end it now. Me and you, we got this. We can take care of business right here, right now. And he's like, it's too late. She's like, no, it's not. She goes, and, but at, at worst, he would have just left the order, you yeah. know, if everything changed there, but it didn't, you know, obviously he falls to the dark side. So Yaddle, they, they fight. You know, that's and it's a great lightsaber fight. Mm-hmm. That, you know, um, yeah, it's pretty solid. Very solid. Yeah, it's no Ahsoka versus Maul. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's good. It's very but good. It, in the pantheon of great lightsaber battles, Yaddle yeah. versus Dooku, you know, going down in history, I think. Yeah, it's good. Well, even before they start to fight, though, Dooku and Sidious discuss their plans for war and mm-hmm. the clones. And they mentioned Kamino. And I can't remember if they mentioned Sifo-Dyas. I don't think. Yeah, they do actually here. And. Yaddle here overhears all of it, tries to convince, doesn't work. They fight, and she gets caught in this gigantic metal door, and Dooku uses the force, and boom, the door comes down. But Yaddle's Yaddle. She's a member of the yeah. High Council. She holds the door up, comes out exhausted, and mm-hmm. that's when Dooku strikes her down. Ooh. And I I love this uh, I, a dichotomy of like the, the angel and the devil on your shoulder kind of thing happening mm-hmm. here between Sidious and Yaddle and, and Dooku. It's just so cool to see that going on. So all that ends right there. Dooku then pledges himself to the allegiance as a Sith Lord. And yeah. knowing, knowing that Ian McDermott voiced Sidious here is fantastic. Uh, not to mention uh, Bryce Dallas Howard voices Yaddle. I couldn't even tell it was her, which was awesome. Yeah, that was good. And the big, you know, uh, uh, debate online, aside from the Ahsoka canon things, is why doesn't Yaddle talk backwards like Yoda? Yeah. Which means Yoda had a stroke or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just. Well, well, maybe it's something that comes of age, potentially, is okay. an idea that I have. Maybe Yaddle. I, I don't know Yaddle's full backstory. Maybe she isn't as old as Yoda at the moment. That's just an idea that I have. Also, though, maybe it's just, yeah, like you said, Yoda being weird. But I also have a (laughs) personal opinion that it could be potentially setting up the fact that Grogu doesn't have to sound like Yoda whenever they do finally reveal his voice. That way, people in the fan community are used to seeing this species, whatever it is speaking just normal without you know speaking backwards whatever uh that way whenever grogu potentially does that in the future we're not like oh that's new that that breaks canon or something like that yeah that's my current thoughts did you find out how old yaddle is yeah she was 483 years old at the time of her death so maybe like you reach 500 and you're like now i'm gonna talk (laughs) who comes up with that number (laughs) (laughs) their species is just in their blood that whenever they hit 500 all of a sudden they start talking backwards and everybody in in their species freaks out they're like oh you made it congratulations (laughs) (laughs) but even then their species is so limited to three people you know like Yeah, well, that, that we, we know, know of. of. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love all the breakdown stuff on Yaddle. I mean, I'm actually looking at Wikipedia right now. Shout out to a previous episode we did hey, where we actually had Wikipedia on the show. So go check that out. That was a lot of fun. Um, but anyway, Yaddle's page is actually a lot longer than I thought it would be. Lots of man, I need to dive in then. Lots of legend stuff. I mean, yeah, all kinds of stuff. I also once read that that's. Uh, uh, George Lucas's least favorite thing to talk about is Yaddle, huh? Not yeah. Mara Jade. <laughs> well, I guess that's a close second, yeah. 
But anyway, that's how this ends. That's yeah. that's, t- that's Tales of the Jedi. I mean, that's well, everything we got there. Some as far things, as story goes. just real quickly with the Sith Lord that I really loved uh, was Dooku visiting the tree post Qui-Gon's death, figuring mm-hmm. that out because he took Qui-Gon there when he was little. That was a really cool moment. Uh, really hits the heartstrings a little bit. Let's yeah. see anything else there. Um, I love the quote here of Dooku's quote to Palpatine that connects back to the previous episodes as far as why he's doing the things that he does. Like Palpatine says, remember your, basically remember your cause, remember why you're doing all of this. He says the Jedi blindly serve a corrupt Senate that fails the Republic it represents. You can totally 1000% see why Dooku has that viewpoint now based off of the, the two previous episodes and i also liked dooku straight up confronting palpatine there for a minute regarding allowing maul to kill qui-gon he's like look after everything that i've done for you you have maul kill the one person in this jedi council that i care about the most and so you can see like you talked about earlier the angel and devil on his shoulder like he's got the the two sides going back Mm -hmm. and forward here he's got reason to commit to to Palpatine, but he's also got reason to leave and and do what Yaddle's asking him to do. Mm-hmm. Great, just great character moments, and I just I I loved this episode. I loved everything. I loved everything about it. at At this moment, I knew I was going to text my brother Jacob because he's a massive Dooku fan, regardless. Mm. But it was at this moment because this was episode four, so there were still two more episodes to watch. But it was at this moment where I had to hit pause. I pulled up my phone and I said, Jacob. You have to immediately watch Tales of the Jedi as soon as possible because (laughs) your love for Dooku and everything you've always wondered about is right here, dude. And of course, Jacob like fashion. I still haven't heard back from him. Maybe he's seen it. Maybe he hasn't. Who knows? (laughs) But man, this episode and Tales of the Jedi overall was absolutely fantastic. Like I said earlier, when we first started, the episodes were definitely shorter, but they use every single minute second to tell a beautiful, stunning, moving story with these two characters in the prequels in Clone Wars that we've just come to to love. And obviously we get to dive with a dive in with Ahsoka more because uh, we we know Dooku's not around anymore. But I don't know. Is there any questions about Dooku at this point? What do you think? Man, I don't know if there's any questions left to ask because so many things have been answered. Mm-hmm. You know, we got Jedi Lost, we've got Clone Wars, we've got Attack of the Clones. I mean, Phantom Menace is there to provide the Qui-Gon connection. And then this, I, I, yeah. I really, there might be some things here and there to tell little mm-hmm. things with Qui-Gon maybe, but I think if they return to Dooku at all in a yeah. future Tales of the Jedi series, I hope there's a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, mm. seventh, eighth, ninth season of this. I, I want so many more. And get, do four. Yeah. If it's like four seasons, do 20 episodes. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'll watch them. But um, all of that to say, if they return to Dooku, it will be because they're telling a Qui-Gon Jinn story. Yeah. What I can also I, see a Mace Windu angle as well. And Mace Windu's story has been told quite well in the, in the comics, uh, mm. his connection to his master, how, and it, it kind of does show how he gets to be the council. Um, yeah. I don't know all of it well enough to, to really comment on it, but it's, it's yeah. good stuff. I know that much. So I just, I just thought of maybe an idea for Dooku in a season two is going back further and seeing how Yoda's training to him maybe makes him the way that he becomes once we see him in Tales of the Jedi and Attack yeah. of the Clones. I've been, 
Yeah, I've been and clamoring. <laughs> yeah, and <Clone> Wars. <laughs> I've been clamoring for something like this for so long. Yeah. Ever since I read Claudia Gray's Master and Apprentice novel. Mm-hmm. If you know the show, you know I just sing the praises of that book. Yeah. But I've been clamoring for where a Master and Apprentice series where yeah. it tells these different stories. And what I want so badly is for the Dooku Qui-Gon story. That's one of the reasons I was so excited for Tales of the Jedi. And I'm realizing that right. feel satisfied with that now that I, we got I, Tales I, of the I Jedi? Do, I do. I just okay. want more. I just want more. Yeah. I would love <laughs> to see. I would love to see that 20, 30 year gap between uh, episode two of Tales of the Jedi and Phantom Menace because mm-hmm. Or even what we see in in um, Dooku's story here. So I I want more, and I know I shouldn't. Quote, <laughs> quoting Revenge of the Sith. No, nice. uh, I mean yeah, but uh, <laughs> I do want more because I like the character of Count Dooku. I am now. I've never been a Count Dooku fan ever. Mm, yeah, I've never like cared about him. I thought he always caused problems with just these weird stories uh, from Attack of the Clones, mostly. Yeah. But oh my goodness! At this point, I'm like, I get it. Great, yeah. everybody. I mean, your brother. It, people who have sang the praises, I use that phrase again, of Count Dooku for all these years. I get it. I, I'm on board. You know, and mm-hmm. if if he sticks around for, you know, a long time, and they continue to come back to the character for a little bit, I'm fine yeah. with it. And I'm actually exhausted from Ahsoka. Mm. Like, and that was a question that I had as we were going. Yeah. Was, are we are we hitting Ahsoka fatigue? I, I kind of think we I think we are animation wise. I'm still very much so excited to see what's going on with her be live action yeah. because that's a, ju- that's just a story we don't know. Like we don't know Ahsoka's ending, but all of this mm-hmm. prequel diving into Ahsoka during the early stages of the rebellion and, and during her training with the Clone Wars, like we've visited that. And I feel like mm-hmm. I'm good with her animation wise, but live action that that energy and that passion and that excitement still there for me personally. Yeah, and it's going to be a completely different story. It's it's a continuation, and I love that. I'm glad yeah. Ashley Eckstein came back for Tales of the Jedi. I know yeah, there was cool. a little bit of like tension, I guess, yeah. after the Rosario Dawson announcement a couple years ago. I feel Just like some, that's, been, I guess, overall disappointment. But I I would understand that she yeah. put a lot of effort into voicing Ahsoka for so long. Absolutely, and and I understand that. And there's only a handful of exceptions to that rule of doing mm-hmm. both. Uh, Liam Neeson and Katie Sackhoff being two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, not very many others have gotten to do both. And yeah, I think that that's like reserved for a, a special type of situation. Now, I'm not saying Ahsoka is not special, but I mean, she doesn't look like her. Okay, mm. you know Rosario Dawson does, and that's a, an old debate. I realize that, but yeah, I'm with you. I think I'm okay if I don't ever see her mm-hmm. in animation again, unless it's like, I don't know. I mean, before Clone Wars, yeah, maybe, but yeah. or maybe well, a fulcrum thing in animation. But that's about it. I mean, I, I don't think I need anything else. So just as far as the future of Tales of the Jedi go, I think it was first of all. It was absolutely brilliant for them to call this series Tales of the Jedi because that is such a broad stroke. And here's my pitch for a season two. Kylo Ren and Luke freaking Skywalker. Give it to me. Give (laughs) Give it to me. Or let me say Ben Solo and Luke Skywalker. Use this title of Tales of the Jedi that's not restricting you to just the prequel Clone Wars time period. And, and go and tell that story that so many people have been dying to hear. And, and this is not a shot to Dooku or Qui-Gon Jinn or anything like that. 
I I haven't been at least, and I don't feel like the fan base at least has been clamoring for that Dooku arc that we got as much as people have been talking about Luke Skywalker's training of Ben Solo. I'm so glad that we got that Dooku thing, but it, if you really want Tales of the Jedi to take off, there's a story that that's available for you. I don't know if that's season two, but eventually I it think this, this is the perfect show to explore that. Yeah, I have already, I think at least I'll take that a step further and say this is how that story should go. It should be three parts. First part, Ben Solo gets dropped off with Luke and Leia. Yeah. We get Leia and we get Han yeah. in animation. I want to make that great. very clear in animation. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. One episode focusing on Luke and Ben's training. That's when Snoke comes in. Mm-hmm. Third episode. The fall, fa- yeah. the fall, and the burning of the that's temple. It. That's, that's it. it. That's, and you, you only need you only need fifteen to eighteen minutes for each episode, just like you did here. Obviously, Keep the exact yes. same structure. You've shown that you can do it. This Tales of the Jedi is the place to tell. I am fully convinced now that we've seen these six episodes. Tales of the Jedi is the place to tell that story. Don't yeah. don't don't even bother with creating a new show for it. Nope. Use Tales this of, Tales of the Use Jedi. This structure that you've created. It's it's perfect. Perfect. Yep. So I'm looking, I want that to happen. I want, you know, Ahsoka stuff to happen a little bit more. Like I know I'm, I know I said, I'm okay with it. If they do something else with Ahsoka, let it be post Mando in in animation. I'd be okay with that. Let us see, bring back Kane and Jarrus and uh, Ezra Bridger. Almost forgot his name. There you go. Um, Bring them back. Tell some more stories. Let's see Zeb. Let's see Sabine. Mm -hmm. Let's Mm -hmm. do these things that allow for that to happen. Yeah. And let me give a shout out to Cal Kestis. If it's too expensive to make a video game, put him in animation. Tells the Jedi. Easy. Heck, I'll even go as far to say, Broom Boy, come on, do it. (laughs) (laughs) Broom Boy, we'll never be done with Broom Boy, will we? No, we won't. (laughs) But hey, it sounds overall tells the Jedi across the board and talk on online everywhere. Everybody's loving Tales of the Jedi. It is definitely worth the watch. It is, in my opinion, top tier Star Wars animation. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic viewing. And and I know we talked about this earlier, but even if you haven't potentially seen, and by the time you're listening to this, you hopefully you've seen Tales of the Jedi. But if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Tales of the Jedi, and you haven't watched Clone Wars or Rebels, I still think you should just dive into it. Tells the Jedi is fantastic. Worth the watch. 1,000 thumbs up for me. DJ, any final thoughts on Tales of the Jedi before we close this baby out? If anything, um, this should help you at least want to watch Clone Wars if you haven't seen it. And remember that Clone Wars, if you decide to watch Clone Wars, it is not in chronological order. So... Do yourself a favor and look up the correct chronological order on Star Wars's website. You can just Google Clone Wars, you know, chronological order will pop right up. I find it all the time because I always forget. Watch it and I promise you, you will not regret it. Season one's rough to get through. That's how most TV shows are. So Mm -hmm. just deal with that. You'll be fine. It's good stuff from there on out. You'll be completely in the loop and then watch tales of the Jedi and then watch rebels, yeah. <laughs> you know, it'll all make sense. Other and than do that, all of that before the Ahsoka series, cause then you'll really feel it. <laughs> and in addition to that, make sure yeah. you subscribe to Mando talk on hey, YouTube. 
There you go. There you go. That's a great plug for, for more content uh, yes. and or breakdowns, YouTube shorts, reactions, trailer reactions, all focused on Star Wars. That is something that I want to make sure I make clear to our podcast listeners. The Mando Talk YouTube channel from here on out is really going to shine more focused on Star Wars. I know we we occasionally do some other things to share love for other franchises. That's fantastic. We'll continue to do that here and there. But the Mando Talk YouTube channel is Star Wars focused. So go check that out. If you love Star Wars, if you're listening to this pod at this point, that means you do. So you want to check out that YouTube channel link will be down in the description. And we appreciate you listening, whatever platform that you're hearing our lovely voices. Thank you so much. Rate us five stars, thumbs up, all the things, all the different things. Do it for us and subscribe on whatever platform, follow whatever platform, whatever, whatever the phrase is on wherever you're listening, do it. Just, just like he said, like DJ said earlier, click the button, click, click the all button. the buttons, click every button, just do it, except, all. The, except the red one, unless it says subscribe. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, it's time for us to get out of here. The next time that you hear from me will be an and or episode eight breakdown for sure. Other than that, the next time that you hear from me, will pro- I'll, I'll continue to do as many of these episode breakdowns for and or that I can. Until uh, my baby Padawan arrives and who knows what I'll be able to do. Uh, So we'll get it figured out. But Mando Talk will continue to crank out the content. And yeah, speaking of Mando Talk, the Mandalorian's coming soon. I I cannot wait. I'm already starting to think about it. I'm already starting to think about my rewatching plans for the Mandalorian Mm. season one and season two. And I'm already starting to formulate an idea to bring that rewatching plan to the podcast episodes. So make sure you stick around. We're really fixing to put the Mando back in Mando talking. I (laughs) cannot wait, baby. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Time to get out of here. Unless you have any anything else you want to say, DJ, I, I'm I'm just hyping this up like crazy. Hype but, it. Hey, I will say prayers to you and your lovely wife, and hopefully everything goes well for the family as well. Because I know it's a stressful time. Been yeah. there, and <laughs> it's it's tough stuff. But no, other than that, yeah, thank y'all for checking out the the show. I have a I have another show I started with some friends called Cinematic Theology, where we look at um any kind of movie from just a biblical worldview. And that may sound different to you. If that is the case, come hit me up on Twitter or listen to our show. It's great. Check it out. Um, yeah. And at some point, Caleb is going to come on the show. We just have hey. to pick the, we got to pick the right movie and have the right discussion and go from there. Ooh, um, exciting. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be all I know yeah. that much. And then of <laughs> course, follow at rebel scum Texan on Twitter, unless Elon Musk shuts it down and I will start an Instagram page. So there's that. There you go. Well, in the event that Twitter shuts down, you can find at Mando Talk anywhere else, too. So that's true. That's true. All right. Let's get out of here. Thank you so much for your support. We'll catch you on the next episode. And as always, we have spoken.